0: Welcome back to InvestTR Conversations. I'm your host, Tim Soh, and this is the fourth episode of International Investments in Malaysia. Today, we hear from Datuk Norazaman Ayu, Deputy Secretary General, Ministry of International Trade and Industry, Malaysia. He speaks about some of the government initiatives to further attract investments.
1: Now, as far as the budget of 2021 is concerned, there are three strategic pillars Number one is the care for the people's well-being and number two is to ensure the continuity of business and number three to ensure the economic resilience of our nation. Now, as far as the Ministry of International Trade and and Industry is concerned, there are several areas of focus that we'll be looking at this year. Number one, we'll be looking at encouraging investments, both domestic direct investments as well as foreign direct investments in key areas. And number two is in terms of expansion of our international market access. And number three is, of course, improvement to the business regulatory environment. And number four is to promote talent development as well as encouraging digitalization of the economic sector. And finally, plans will be put in place to ensure that Malaysia will be self-sufficient in certain economic sectors, and at the same time, ensuring the resiliency of our domestic supply chain. Now, as far as Malaysia's investment focus is concerned, we will be encouraging investments into several areas, namely sectors that are high value added, knowledge intensive, having strong linkages with our domestic supply chain, high technology and capital intensive, and of course certain strategic sectors as well. And this can be observed by several incentives that have been announced in our budget
0: can you tell us more about the government's incentives? Firstly,
1: the government has allocated one billion ringgit of what we call as a special incentive package to support research and development in sectors such as aerospace and electrical and electronic clusters. Now, as far as promoting global trading centers to be established in Malaysia. The concessionary 10% tax rate on the statutory income for five years are introduced, and these are renewable for another five years. Now, as far as MRO activities in the aerospace sector is concerned, the current incentives are extended until 31st of December 2022. And of course, for those who are holding key positions, in companies of strategic investments, they will enjoy a special tax rate of 15%. Now, the focus areas for investments that will be carried out by mainly by Mida, InvestQL, as well as the other investment promotion agencies are concerned, would be in those sectors that are high technology, high capital, as well as that provides high value added. And at the same time, this sectors social possess a certain degree of economic complexity.
0: Talk us through the government's plans to expand into the international markets.
1: Now as far as expansion of Malaysia's international market access for this year, the government of Malaysia has allocated 35 million ringgit to the Ministry of International Trade and Industry for us to carry out trade and investment mission. In fact, we have already identified a few countries to carry out the trade investment mission this year. We hope that once the situation improves, as far as the reduction of the COVID-19 cases are concerned, um, our Minister, who is a Senior Minister for Economic Affairs, will be leading this trade investment mission abroad. Now, apart from that, just as we have signed the RCEP last year, we are hoping that we can complete our domestic ratification process this year. And therefore, by doing that, the RCEP can come into force. And of course, for our Malaysian businesses, or companies that are based in Malaysia, they can quickly leverage on that particular FTA. Now, I also would like to inform that at the moment, um, between ASEAN and China, there's really an existing ASEAN-China FTA, and we are looking into improving the market access into China as far as ASEAN-China FDA is concerned. Now, apart from that, we're also looking into how can we reduce non-tariff measures or non-tariff barriers between both regions, both ASEAN as well as China.
0: What about the CPTPP? Now, as far as the CPTPP
1: is concerned, the government will also be carrying out an assessment, a renewed assessment on the cost and benefit of ratifying the CPTDP this year.
0: What are the government's plans to improve the business environment? Now, way back in
1: 2013, the Malaysian government, through our agency, the Malaysia Productivity Corporation, has introduced guidelines on development and implementation of regulations, which of course constitute what we call as good regulatory practice. Now this will be continued, in fact, it will be enhanced by a particular initiative, which is called MyMuda. Now MyMuda is an initiative implemented by the Malaysia Productivity Corporation with a view or objective to encourage our ministries and agencies to review, amend, and abolish any outdated or non-business friendly laws and regulations. Now, this is a continuous process and is being done at the moment. And of course, as far as MITI is concerned, we are also looking forward to organizing the MITI annual dialogue for this year. Now, for those who are not familiar with the dialogue, it's basically a dialogue whereby it's facilitated by the Ministry of International Trade and Industry and where we invite industry associations as well as chambers of commerce, including. CCI France to submit what we call as memorandum of issues that are faced by your members. And once we receive these issues, we will then convey these issues to the relevant ministries and agencies with the hope of these ministries and agencies providing their responses. And for issues that are yet to be resolved after that, now, what's going to happen would be we will invite those relevant ministries and agencies to meet up with the industry associations and the chambers at this annual dialogue with the hope of resolving the issues during the dialogue.
0: What about talent development?
1: Now, another area of focus would be in terms of talent development as well as digitization. Two of the most important initiatives to encourage industries. With the SMEs to adopt Industry 4.0 technologies, will be the Industry Forward Readiness Assessment as well as the Industry Forward Intervention Fund. We will continue to implement these two initiatives and hopefully, as things recover, we will be able to um, outreach to a greater number of companies <laughs> around the nation. Now, there is also a National Employment Council that has been established. Several task forces. Having established under the Council, one of which is the TVET Task Force. The TVET Task Force aims to streamline the TVET causes that are implemented by various ministries and agencies in order to meet industry requirements. There is another Council, which is also equally important, which is called the National Digital Economy and 4IR Council. Uh, this Council, aims to to promote the strategic direction, as well as to approve policies in relation to promotion of the digital economy as well as the fourth industrial revolution.
0: How can we ensure the resilience of our domestic supply chain moving forward?
1: We are also looking into helping our nation to achieve self-sufficiency in several sectors and the resilience and as well as to ensure the resilience of a domestic supply chain. So what we realized is when we look across some of the industrial sectors, along the value chain, we feel that Malaysia does not have a significant presence in some parts of this value chain. Therefore, learning from that experience, we are formulating measures as we speak on how do we encourage investments into certain parts of this value chain with a view to building self-sufficiency as far as these industrial sectors are concerned. MITI is working hand-in-hand with the National Security Council to develop a Pandemic Industry Response Plan. Now, this Pandemic Industry Response Plan is to ensure that our industries are ready to respond. In the future, should a pandemic occurs again, so that we can minimize the impact in terms of business continuity and particularly in terms of disruption to the supply chain. And lastly, of course, in the process, we will be creating blueprints to ensure that our domestic supply chain remains resilient.
0: Dato3 has covered many interesting updates during the fireside chat hosted by American Chamber of Commerce, Singapore. Thank you for listening in. This podcast is brought to you by InvestKL.